Gonna turn it up, please. Them Harlem nights. Gonna turn it up, please. I done fell in love with Party at the bodega. What up, everybody? This is your man, Benz Ferrer, with Thinking Out Loud. How is everybody doing today? I hope everybody's doing fabulous. Yes, sir. All right. A journalist presents Mexican Congress with alleged non-human alien corpses at UFO hearing. We are not alone. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we're not alone. I don't think we are alone. I think there's other species out there. I really do believe that. But this right here, I don't know. I'm not sure of this article right here. What we allege to be a 1,000-year-old non-human alien corpse were presented in glass display cases before the Mexican Congress Tuesday during its first hearing on UFOs. There are non-human beings that are not part of our terrestrial evolution. Mexican journalist and UFOologist Jamie Muson testified under oath as two small mummified specimens seen with three fingers on each hand were unveiled. Muson, Ms. Muson said researchers at, researchers at the Autonomous National University of Mexico have conducted carbon 14 analysis that determined the corpses are around 1,000 years old. He claimed, or oh, I meant to say Mr. Musan, all right, Jamie Musan. I thought it was a lady. Well, okay, it's a guy. My bad, y'all. He claimed that the purported bodies were found fossilized in mines in Costco, Peru, in the layer of Ditomaceous Earth, an ancient... Uh, uh, I forgot how you say these words. Phytoplankton uh, algae. All right. Phytoplankton. Okay, that has, that's how you say it. Phytoplankton algae. All right. Diatomaceous earth. An ancient phytoplankton. Damn, I can't say this shit. It's like the plankton algae. But it's phytoplankton algae. Phytoplankton algae. There you go. I'm sorry. But I got to say it the right way. I can't say it like a goddamn goofball. And then people going to be like, man, why is he reading like he's an idiot? I can't do it like that. So phytoplankton algae. There you go. These are beings that were found after a UFO wreckage. They were found in Dytum Mines or diatom mines and were later fossilized, he said, later adding, whether they are aliens or not, we don't know, but they were intelligent and they'll live with us. They should rewrite history. We are not alone in this vast universe. We should embrace this reality. And tell me why this stupid computer is following everything that I'm saying. I, through testing, Mr. Musan claimed Mexican scientists determined more than 30% of the specimen's DNA was unknown. One specimen allegedly was discovered to have what appeared to be eggs or ovaries inside of it, while another had implants of rare metals such as osmium. The Independent noted that Mr. Musan, an investigative journalist who has been researching extraterrestrial phenomenon for decades, 
has been connected to previous claims of debunked alien discoveries, including five mummies discovered in Peru in 2017, later to be determined to be remains of human children. All right. Also presented at the Mexican Congressional Hearing Tuesday was Ryan Graves, founder of Americans for Safe Aerospace and a former F-18 pilot with over a decade of service in the U.S. Navy. Graves was one of three American veterans turned UFO whistleblowers who testified before a U.S. House Oversight Subcommittee in July, arguing UFOs pose national security risks. It's, an, it's arrogant to think that we are alone in this universe. Probably the existence of these beings predates the human presence in Earth, on Earth. Harvard University astrophysicist Avi Loeb said during the Mexican congressional hearing on Tuesday, appearing via video conference, according to the Mexican news sources. Another witness testified under oath about four unexplained experiences involving unidentified flying objects. In one alleged incident in 1975, a group of 13 aircraft were flying together in formation when one was intercepted by an unidentified flying object, forcing the plane to change route and land. Enrico Kobeg Vergara, Enrique Vergara, a pilot and Mexican air trafficker controller with 48 years of experience, testified at the hearing, according to the news sources, that in July 1994, an Aeromexico plane that departed from Guadalajara allegedly was intercepted by an unidentified flying object over Mexico City. This resulted in several control tower calls over a 30-minute time frame, expressing, expressing concern that the phenomenon will result in the plane crashing into the ground on Insurgents Avenue, he stated. In another incident in 2002, a pilot in Morelia delayed taking off from the runway before expressing concern to the control tower that is that in doing so, his plane nearly collided with 15 to 20 unexplained objects with a metallic appearance about 20 meters in diameter that were rising and falling slowly. The fourth alleged incident, as relayed by Vergara, involved a Mexican Air Force patrol using high-tech radar and heated detection equipment to attempt to uncover clandestine drug trafficking routes and instead spotted a flying it spotted a flying object that passed through the gulf intercepted the plane surrounded it and abandoned it during an operation that spanned just 30 minutes these are not myths or legends phenomena phenomena like this are comp compromising the safety of the airspace with much superior and different technologies he stated there are ships that are apparently are driven. There are ships that are apparently are driven with the wheel of determined nav navigation, that maneuver and handle differently from what is known, that appear and disappear, and that are violating the laws and regulations. Well, if they got maneuvering skills and their technologies are way more far advanced than ours, sir, 
I don't think any violations and regulation matters to them. All right. Stop being silly. Stop using your human regulations, thinking that they could like, oh, you aliens are violating the law. We're going to have to um, uh, uh, confiscate your ship and we're going to have to arrest you. You think that's going to happen, sir? Let's be realistic. Stop it. All right. Anyway. Uh, I can't like verify and confirm all of these these aliens, remnants, alleged uh, alien remnants, allegedly. I'm going to have to put, I'm going to say that very firmly, allegedly, because the other ones that they found in Peru were proven to be children remains, all right? So the other stuff, I don't know what it is. I don't know, I can't, these fossils that they say, that they're allegedly saying that those are alien remains or remnants of aliens, you know, we can't confirm that, all right? Just because they got a hearing um, at the congressional hearing over there in Mexico or whatever, it doesn't mean anything, all right? It could be anything. It looked like uh, extraterrestrials, but, you know, even if, they, it, even if it was, yeah, what 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 can we do? They said they are very intelligent beings and their technology is way far advanced and more superior than ours. With that being said, if it really was true, there's nothing that we could do. That's why I laughed and scarfed at the last um piece of the article when he said, Oh, they violating aerospace rules and regulations. Like, man, please. Are you really, are you trying to be serious? If they got far advanced technologies, there's nothing that we can do, all right? We have to bend to their will, all right? Just accept it, all right? So I don't know why some people that's in the high ranking in the government uh, industry feel like they got so much power they could do whatever they want. Like, nah, bro, you, do, you don't have all the power, all right? Even if there was not aliens, I promise you, whoever is our creator, that that uh, he or she could do whatever they so please, and there's nothing that you could do. Just because you got a high ranking in the government doesn't mean you're the most powerful being on earth. Get that out of your head. You're just doing the job. You work for the government, and that's that, sir. So stop it. I don't even like listening to shit like that. That's why I don't like politics. Because these people really believe in their mind that they could do whatever they want. And I invite the aliens to come on Earth. Because I'm tired of the blasphemy and I'm tired of the systemic racism. That's what I'm most tired of. And I know y'all get mad at me every time I bring up systemic racism. But, uh, but guess what? You ain't going through it. The people that's tired of me talking about it. The people that know that they go through it on a day-to-day basis know it's something that's real and it's very irritating. All right? It puts a halt in people's lives, all right? You know, there's people who can't get a simple job because of the skin, the color of their skin, you know? So, of course, I'm going to talk about it because it's aggravating, all right? It's irritating. It irritates everybody, all right? But we're going to get back to, into this alien stuff. If there truly are aliens, I invite them to come to Earth, please. 
if you could bring peace among the human beings, I invite you, please do. If the humans don't want to concur with what you believe is peaceful, then do what you have to do to stop these people that's alienating us from goddamn democracy. Yes, sir. We're going to keep it moving. Cavalcante has finally been captured. All right. Convicted killer Danilo Cavalcante captured in Pennsylvania nearly two weeks after prison escape. Mm. Danilo Cavalcante has been captured alive in Pennsylvania after he escaped from Chester County Prison and eluded authorities for nearly two weeks, state police announced Wednesday morning. Cavalcante, 34 years old, was surrounded and taken by surprise in northern Chester County shortly after 8 in the morning, Pennsylvania State Police Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens said during a news conference. Governor Josh Shapiro told reporters that not a single shot was fired. An aircraft using thermal technology led tactical teams of state police and U.S. border agents to the fugitive's location around one in the morning. But a storm with severe lightning prevented Cavalcante's immediate capture, Bivens stated. The teams kept the location surrounded to prevent his escape until they were able to converge. They were able to move in very quietly. They had the element of surprise. Cavalcante did not realize he was surrounded until that had occurred, Bivens stated. When the teams moved in, Cavalcante tried to evade capture, crawling through a thick brush, Bivens stated. Authorities released a dog that ultimately subdued the prison escapee. Cavalcante was treated for a minor bite wound. No officers were injured during the capture. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection members were BORTAC agents, B-O-R-T-A-C agents, an elite border patrol unit based in El Paso, Texas, that are skilled at apprehension and played a critical role in the capture of the escaped inmates in the 2015 Dinamarara prison break in New York as well as bringing the mass shooter in Cleveland, Texas, into custody earlier this year. All right, swarms of heavily armed police were seen holding the perimeter in the South Coventry Township area late Tuesday into Wednesday. Coventry Township. State police and U.S. Border Patrol teams caught Cavacante near the home where he had stolen a 22 caliber rifle with a mounted scope and flashlight from an open garage on Monday night. A law enforcement source, a law enforcement source told news sources. Cavacante had fled from the homeowner who shot at the escapee with his pistol, but he missed. Pennsylvania State Police had warned residents to stay inside, lock their doors, and secure their cars. Officials had said Cavacante was armed and extremely dangerous. Over 500 law enforcement officers from state, local, and federal agencies were involved in the search for Cavacante. Much of the search covered difficult wooden terrain. The manhunt forced several school districts to close for multiple days as residents remained on edge. Cavacante broke out of a Chester County facility on August 31st. Officials says the corrections officer on duty in the watchtower at the time of Cavacante's escape was fired. 
Officials released video of Cavalcante's escape last week, showing the convicted killer crab walking up a wall. All right, he crabbed up, he crab walked up the wall. Officials say he then pushed through razor wire, ran across the roof, scaled another fence, and pushed through some more razor wire before leaving the prison. Cavalcante was awaiting transfer to a state prison to serve a life sentence for fatally stabbing an ex-girlfriend 38 times in front of her children in 2021. He was also wanted for killing a man in Brazil in 2017 over a debt the victim owed him for repairing a vehicle. He was allegedly in the U.S. illegally. Chester County Commissioners Marion Moskowitz, Josh Maxwell, and Michelle Kitchlin released a joint statement following the end of the nightmare manhunt, saying the immediate changes have been made to the Chester County Prison. Chester County prison officials have made some immediate changes to bolster security in the prison, have brought in security contractors to make permanent changes to the exercise yard, and are reviewing and, where needed, changing, proce changing procedures for both security measures and communications to residents who live close to the prison. The statements read. All right. So... The commissioners also thank law enforcement, the community, businesses, and school districts for their support throughout the search. His sister, Alini Cavacante, was arrested by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and faces possible deportation over some immigration issues, police said on Sunday, adding that she was not cooperating with authority, authorities in the search. During the manhunt, authorities had broadcast a message via helicopter from Cavacante's mother, Erasima Cavacante, or Erakima Cavacante, pleading her son to surrender. Erakima Cavacante spoke to the New York Times on Tuesday from her home in rural Brazil, saying her son's life of hardship in the backlands of the Brazilian savannah trained him to survive alone as he has continually slipped past authorities in wooded areas and small towns since escaping. I told y'all that from the last segment. I told you that he has some type of jungle training, some jungle tactical training. It's obvious that he has those skills. He puts, I can, like, from me coming from the military, I already knew that he possessed some type of jungle training. So his mother said he, um, his mother said that his son's life of hardship in the backlands of the Brazilian savannah trained him to survive alone as he has continually slipped past through uh, authorities in wooded areas and small towns since he escaped. While Erakima Cavacante did not dispute her son's guilt in the murders of his ex-girlfriend in Pennsylvania in 2021 or of a man in Brazil in 2017, she said he may be better off dying than spending the rest of his life in prison. If it's to go to a place to suffer and die in that place, it's better to die soon, she told news sources. You don't have to suffer so much just to die later, all right? Which makes sense, all right? You might as well go on and die, you know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm not no criminal, but I'm just saying, if I was Cavacante, 
I would have took my 22 caliber pistol and start shooting at the cops so I could get killed because I don't want to go to jail. I'm just keeping it G. You see what I'm saying? But they captured Mr. Cavalcante finally. I knew they was going to capture him. You see what I'm saying? But it took them resources. They had to pay. See, the state of Pennsylvania had to pay for some resources just to catch one guy. They, um, they had to um, they had to acquire those um, border patrol agents that specializes in apprehending people over there in El, in El Paso, Texas. They had to get those people over there. So it took the Pennsylvania state, you know, to pay for some goddamn resources to capture this one man. Um, Cavalcante, all right? This is going down in the history books, people. Everybody's going to remember this. Somebody might make a movie. Somebody might make a goddamn show in a series about this. This might land on the Netflix desk it's real soon. I already know. But guess what? You heard it first from right here at Thinking Out Loud with your man Benz Pharrell. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You heard it right here, all right? See what I'm saying? For the ones that don't read too much, I did the reading for you. So you got all of the details that you need. Boom, boom. So now you can write your story and you could just throw that. You can um, pitch it to whatever network that you want to work at. You know what I'm saying? Just remember to put me on the credits. All right. Thank you very much. I got y'all on that one right there. But like I said, I told you the dude had some type of jungle tactical training. It's obvious, bro. Because if you, if you elude police that long, that means you had some type of skill. And I knew that from the beginning. All right? Jungle training is very difficult. Like I said, it's hard. It's not easy training. It's very aggravating. And a lot of people don't like it. And I, like I said, like the, um, like the Navy SEALs, they do a lot of training. The Navy SEALs and the Coast Guard, I think the Coast Guard is the most difficult military training worldwide, all right? Well, the Navy SEALs do got um, very difficult training, and the Delta Force men got difficult-ass training with the um, Rangers, the Army Rangers. They got difficult training, and they will all tell you, they will, I'm pretty sure 90% of them is going to be like, I hate field training fucking hate it but you have to do it to pass the training course so you see what i'm saying so he has his mother say he has a hard life in the backwooded areas in rural brazil that's why he has all of his knowledge all of that was knowledge and he crab walked up the he crab walk up the wall and escape that right there shows you he has some sort of skills all right so, we're going to keep it moving with some more news, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to do you like that because I know that you want to hear some more chibachery news. This is Thinking Out Loud. Let's get to it. Seattle police scramble for leads as armed carjackings leave cities on edge. All right. Police departments around Seattle are warning Residents to be on the lookout after multiple carjackings in the area played out on a similar fashion. The Renton Police Department, located just south of Seattle, told residents there has been an, in an increased driving staging accidents where the at-fault driver carjacks the victim. All right? So they stage 
an accident or they're probably going to do something to make you involved in the accident and then they carjack your behind. All right. We see this kind of thing on a period basis. All right. Once every year or two, we'll have a similar occurrence. There were there. I mean, they will have a similar occurrence. There were there's some kind of ruse. Damn, I fucking read this shit earlier. And now I'm over here confused. Once every year or two, we'll have a similar occurrence there where there's some kind of ruse to get somebody to stop and then they'll rob him at gunpoint. Renton Police Detective Robert Onishi, Onishi. Robert Onishi told news sources. My back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just had, I'm reading the stuff. And then, all right, so they'll have some type of stage to make you think that it's an accident. Onshini, Officer Onshini comments come after one incident last week in which a driver attempted to exit a local Walmart was rear-ended by another vehicle. When the driver attempted to check on two juveniles riding in the back seat, he saw three individuals exit the car that rear-ended him and approached his vehicle. From there, one of the individuals opened the door to the victim's back seat and pointed the gun at the juveniles, while another individual pointed a gun at the driver and ordered him to get out of the vehicle. The victims and the juveniles were able to exit the vehicle as the suspects entered and fled the scene. State law is after a collision. State law is after a collision, you need to exchange information with the driver of the other vehicle involved. Nobody, however, says that has to be done in an unsafe place. Anshini, Onishi, I keep seeing Anshini, Onishi stated, Officer Onishi said, if you're in a collision with somebody and it's not in a good place, if it's a dark or suspicious or just doesn't feel right, you can fulfill that obligation by maybe driving to a brighter place, maybe better populated, maybe the police station, call 911 and say, I was just in, the, in this collision, but I'm nervous because of the circumstances. All right, so two similar instances played out in nearby Seattle, according to the report, with two vehicles being rear-ended and then carjacked at gunpoint as they exited the vehicle to speak with the offending driver. In both incidents, the occupants of the vi victims, the occupants of the victims' vehicle were uninjured. A similar August incident played out in Maple Valley, Washington, located south of Renton, where a woman was rear-ended and then stormed by a group of five suspects and carjacked. In that incident, the suspects led police on a car chase that resulted in the death of two passengers when the vehicle struck a tree. According to the Seattle Police Department, it is still unclear whether the two Seattle incidents and the carjacking and renting are related, but they acknowledge all incidents shared similar characteristics. Robert robbery, I'm sorry, robbery detectives recognize the similar circumstances leading up to the carjacking in these two cases. 
It has not yet been determined if the cases are related, a Seattle Police Department spokesperson told news sources. We have provided information in hopes to obtain further information to assist with the investigation. In addition, the department wanted to bring awareness to these occurrences to help in preventing these criminal activities. According to reports by news sources, the suspect vehicle in both incidents was described as a dark colored sedan. The Renton Police Departments immediately responded to news sources' requests for comment. Yeah, man, I don't know why I was fumbling these words and fumbling on the article and stuff because I always analyze the article before I hit the record button. But anyway, they do a stagecoach. It's like a stagecoach robbery. You see what I'm saying? More like they stage an incident. So you'll think it's an incident. The first initial robberies were more like Somebody is in need of help, and then somebody will pull over and try to help the um, people that look like they're in an incident, and then they pull out their guns and rob the person, the good Samaritan, and take his vehicle and drive off. And then they got things a little bit more complicated by rear-ending you and making you pull over thinking that you was in an accident when you're about to get robbed, and then they're going to take your vehicle and drive off. In this one circumstances that I just read earlier in this article, there were two um, occupants. There was the driver, and then there was two younger occupants in the back seat where they got rear-ended by a vehicle, and then the people jump out of the car, and the person, the driver of the car that got rear-ended with the two kids in the back, he got out to check on his kids, and then un unbeknownst to whoever the driver was, the people that rear-ended him, they pulled out guns, they robbed him and uh, took their vehicle and drove off. But nobody wasn't hurt in that incident, thank God. And that's crazy that this is happening around the areas of Seattle, uh, Washington. That is crazy. Uh, I hope the police figure those situations out right there. And then I hope I figure out my own situation on pronunciating these words. I was fumbling like a mother today. All right. But anyway, I'm going to cut this apple pie short and sweet. Yes, I got to. Yes, yes. I know, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to give you any more. I want to freaking go eat something and think about my future life and stuff like that. And think about some more money that I need to acquire and stuff like that. You understand? I got to do things. I got to be a man and take care of my business, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. All right? This is Thinking Out Loud with your man, Ben Pharrell. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, which I have not been active on for some odd reason. You could just type in Box Benji in the search engine. That is B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. And you will find me. Or you can follow me on Instagram. Or you will find me on TikTok. All right? That's Box Benji. B-O-X-B-E-N-J-I. B as in Bob, nigga. All right? You can find me. All right? Oh, I'll holler at you people later. Don't you dare get mad. I'm going to hit you with another segment. I know I've been slowing down, but I have to. And then... I got to make this announcement in a week or so 
I'm going to be uh, traveling a little bit. So I'm not going to have too many segments for you. But I'm going to let you know when I'm going to start my uh, my segments again and stuff like that. All right. I have to do a couple of traveling. Got to go here. I got to go there. Got to make some paperwork. I got to talk to a couple of people. And as you know, my podcast is expanding to different many platforms. It just keep expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. I am in the iHeartRadio. So you will listen to me and stuff like that. I'm not the best podcaster out there, but I am the one that's climbing the mountain and I will reach the top. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will. So this is Thinking Out Loud. I will holler at you people later. Peace. Harlem nights, party at the bodega. 